Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the After the Show podcast, precious show. We don't care. We're about to swear on the air. It's the After the Show, so tune in if you dare. KBJ, get your skay every single day. It's uncensored. We can say what we want to say. Yeah, hello, and welcome to the KBJ After the Show broadcast. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Good to see y'all here today. Got uh, a lot of stuff to get to, including some uh, emails here about the KBJ Horror Movie. Oh, yes. Andrew said not to put one more thing on Jaybird's shoulders while he's finishing up this year's KBJ Horror Movie, but if he's ever open to audience ideas, I was thinking maybe next year should focus on Keith, the cologne clerk at Walmart, who is never there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a, a quick... A quick movie. Where does he go? Why is he never around? Is that why you can't get the key? Because Keith is out killing. Oh. I'll tell you what. That little story, because I know I'm always bitching about Keith <laughs> never having the cologne key at Walmart. Yeah. It hits hard with some people because they go, Bert, I know what you're talking about. At my Walmart, I'll ask for something, and they never have the key either. We all have a Keith at our Walmart. What if, what if he kills them and he sprays cologne on their dead corpse? Th- that's so his, his, his MO? Yeah. What if he kills them with the key? Oh, that's great. That's yeah. where the key is. The key is the murder weapon. And then when he hands it to you, it's got a hunk of somebody's finger on it. Mm. And the whole time Keith is in it with the target people. <laughs> he was just trying to make Walmart look bad this whole time. <laughs> or maybe he only kills Target employees. Uh, it's it's all gold. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. So eventually his deeds catch up with him and ensues into a spiraling end of the story. Uh, just wanted to plant that uh, on you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Yeah. That's a good storyline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another uh, serious question regarding the KBJ horror movie. Have you guys thought about getting product placement in the movie from sponsors? I That was a big part of what I tried to do with this movie, was trying to bring sponsors involved. Uh, and I was hoping that was going to be a cool thing to do. Um, so, yeah, we, we have done that for okay. this movie. There sure. is product placement with, a, with sponsors that are already existing. Now, in the future, we could absolutely go and sell in sponsors that could be featured in. But that was, I definitely was thinking about that, trying to make it cool for that. He for did. Them. He did it as a nice thing for uh, existing sponsors. Mm-hmm. And all the profits from the movie, when we do the screening and people pay to come see it, are going to Little Smiles. So, like, all any kind of, if we did, like, product placement... 
That would just be more money for little smiles. How exciting is that? Yeah. Are we allowed to say at least a date or no? The date is Saturday, October 21st. Okay, and that's that's hardwired. That is hard. Okay. Locked in. Locked in. Bam. I know people have been asking that. I'm waiting because the venue does not want us to say where it is yet because they're afraid that people are going to call them. Um, but the tickets will be released any minute now, any day now, to be able to purchase tickets online. That'll be the only way you can buy tickets is online. But that's the only way people buy tickets anymore anyway. Nobody walks up to a box office. Mm-hmm. That's lunacy. Daniel had said, uh, you were asking about what segment from the KBJ show lives rent-free in your head. For me, it's got to be all the Thanksgiving saga with Aunt Anne and the pies galore. <laughs> with Barbara. Yeah, I, I, I listen to it multiple times a year, and especially during Thanksgiving. My favorite part is when Denny's simply tells Aunt Ann, you can't do that when referring to moving Thanksgiving days. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't have multiple Thanksgiving days during Thanksgiving time. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there's yeah, free yeah, meals. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, what do you know? She loved a, a second and third Thanksgiving yes. during the week of Thanksgiving. I mean, why not? Why not milk it and get yeah. as many Thanksgivings out of the week as possible? Got to make it count, right? She had the right idea. She did. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also said, "Is uh, Kevin? Uh, Kevin is somebody who does keto as well. Tequila with some fresca and a little twist of lime is amazing. Try it. Okay, that sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah, I do a lot of tequila and just lime juice now. It's one of my favorite little concoctions. There, that would get me pretty messed up. Tequila hits me quick." Yeah, I mean, I'm not doing shots of it. I mean, I'm just oh, kind of, yeah. That was, that's just, me. Never mind. Yeah, you just kind of get it, <laughs> sip on it there for a little while. Yeah. I don't drink three shots at once like you. I'm an animal. I'm built a little different. Uh, Nicole said the KBJ moment lives rent-free in my head is when Bert accidentally fixed the broken blinds behind him <laughs> that were bothering podcast viewers for what seemed like months. Right. Do you remember that shit was crazy? We had been trying to fix that thing for months. And then I, I think I, I got like pissed. I'm like, I'll fix it. And then I just went up there and accidentally hit it, I think. And then it yeah. all fell down and fixed it. Just came right <laughs> down. <It was> amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was. I thought it was pretty amazing. I know. It's kind of interesting. Somebody said, I want to chime in about uh, Do It B. It's by far my favorite game on the show and could be my favorite part of the show. And one of the reasons. Um, that is uh, getting to actually hear the gamblers speak aloud what's going on in their head, trying to come up with the decision on whether or not their teammate can come up with the answers. Now, I incredibly agree that Virginia would take too long and derail the show. <laughs> but I feel like 10 seconds just puts way too much pressure on and we lose that commentary. I agree with the timer, but I feel like 10 seconds is just a loss of great content. I really like to see the timer bumped up to... A longer time. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I, I kind of I felt that today, too, because I felt like 10 was maybe a little rushed. I think we got at 40 that one time when I called to cut Virginia off. Maybe 20. Maybe you can bump it to 20. I feel like that's good, and that's reasonable, and I won't cut you off cold. I'll be like, all right, your 20's up. We need an answer now, person. I mean, the buzz hurt around the world. The effects yeah. of that still. Yeah. It still hurts. Ripple across yeah. the show. I think okay. about that. That's the KVJ moment that lives rent-free in my head. Yeah, I bet. I bet. That was quite a scolding. Do you have, do, do you have a, a moment that lives rent-free? Do, do you have a moment? For that lives uh, yeah. from, like, what is just maybe my biggest uh, just memory? that Something that you remember a lot from the show, a memory. 
I'd have to be, uh, I think the one that probably goes back the most in my mind is when we uh, told your mom that uh, she, her house was on an Indian burial ground <laughs> and I was dressed as an Indian in her front yard and uh, we were there to move her um, to a wigwam in Miami. You were face-to-face with my mom. Oh, yeah, and she had no idea. I mean, that was a long time I was, ago. I was face-to-face with your mom when I was dressed as the Indian chief and then when I was dressed as Trapper John because she had circus rats in the neighborhood. You had co- We had costumes, though. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a fake mustache on. And- I-, I remember when I first got on the show, we had a, we had a costume connection where I would go yeah, right. and not have to pay for shit. Boy, that, that connection... Yeah. Dried up. <laughs> I think we abused it. Well, we took so many costumes. Yeah, those are the ones that uh, pop into my head uh, the most. Love those moments. Uh, an email here from Sarah said, the older I get, the more I think about uh, my grandmothers and their lives. You're talking about what goes through guys and women's minds most frequently. Now, almost daily, I'm thinking about that. Also, I'm thinking a lot about running away and just going nomad. It's weird. I'm I, weird. I, I accept it. I get it. I yeah. hear. I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Do you guys? Do you guys think about where we come from a lot, or just where it all? Just about that kind of stuff. Why we're here? What is all of this? That is something I think about a lot. That's no. the theme song from the Barbie movie. I I just I I think I've been thinking. What about was I made for? It's called. You should listen to it because it's Billie Eilish, and you would really like it. But I and think it, it's what was I made for? But I'm saying, what what is all of this for? Not even on an ego level of what am I yeah. supposed to be doing here? Meaning, what is Earth and the universe and what? How did it all start? I think about that a lot, and it is overwhelming yeah, sometimes. I, I think it's almost so overwhelming that I, I can't because you're never getting an answer to it. It's almost like an exercise you can do once, and then you just got to say, I don't know, man. I just got to, I guess, try to do the best I can with what I do know because you can't fathom it. And I, I kind of feel like we haven't tapped into stuff, too, as humans, and I think about that a lot as well. And what kind of stuff? Just, I, I always bring up the, you know, electricity. It was always there, yeah. and we didn't know it was there, and then we tapped into it, and now we got electricity. I think that way about possibly just, you know, all kinds of things, whether it be psychic abilities. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that everyone could be psychic, but I just think there's other th- realms we haven't tapped into as humans. Yeah, I was wondering what the end of my life is going to look like compared to that of my parents or grandparents. And the thought I had last night, will they make death so you don't necessarily even realize that it's that time where they can just kind of – you think about when you go into surgery and they you know, just anesthetize you and then – Count backwards from – yeah. 10 to 1. And I'm wondering if that might be how life ends in the future. So you don't have to go through anything unpleasant. You just get anesthetized and then, boom, you don't really have any other reckonings until you're gone. Yeah. Even with dreaming, I feel like it's just something we, we kind of act like we know some things about. But, man, there's so much shit with our sleep and dreaming that I feel like we do not understand. Sure. Oh, and, my gosh. And maybe eventually... It does make sense to us, but it really is kind of going into a different world when you dream. I hope. I hope on the other side because I got so many questions from all those big mysteries that we'll just never know. What's this all for? Think about uh, God. What's he like? What's going on? Is there God? Is he a man like Kevin just said? Did they cover that in the Barbie movie? Yeah. Or is it just a sexless person? Well, I think that's what humans do. Or is it a woman like Ariana Grande said? 
Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> or Who knows is it just we'll something we can't even fathom and the human brain only makes everything in our image because that's just kind of what we do. Yeah. And then it's nothing like us. Well, we're just, we're, we make everything about us. Everything yeah. is, oh, it's this, it's us. You don't know. We've we got, know. you know, we've, we've, We've got a uh, religion out there that we hope is divinely inspired that is supposed to maybe give us some answers to some of those questions, but that's something you got to believe in. And even then, it doesn't even give you a, a quarter of what you would like to know answered. Other than pizza, I think that's what I think about the most. Yeah. I, I just, what the fuck are we doing here, Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you're not thinking about the Roman Empire. No. Not so much, no. <laughs> it's no. pizza. Yeah. I like I love history, but they only think about the Roman right. Empire all the time now. Yeah. This shit's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think TikTok missed it on that one, huh? I think they missed it on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Talking about death, Doug sent us an email said, you guys were talking about funerals and the lady wondering if she should pay for an uncle's funeral is estranged from the family. She has the money to do it and the family's fighting over who's going to pay for it. She's like, maybe I should just do it anonymously and just make this thing go away. But she said, a friend of mine came to me with the same kind of question. His uncle was estranged from the family and he came to me because I have a funeral degree. There are some funeral homes that offer what's called direct cremation, no service, and the ashes are placed with those of the indigent for cremation and burial in the intercoastal. Wait, they're throwing dead bodies in the intercoastal? I didn't know that. Kind of makes paddleboarding less fun. It kind of does, right? That's poor manatees. Jaybird should know there are many other options as well. He could be composted where his body would be turned into compost and then deposited in a garden or around a tree. I'm not sure if it's legal in Florida, maybe in Oregon, but a podcast called Ask the Mortician gives an excellent description of this and many other things about funerals. Back in olden times, people would die, and if they had a big old piece of property, their loved ones would be buried on the property. Would that freak you out knowing Pando is buried or, you know— I'd rather not look out the window and see Panda in the yard. I, I, I think if Panda would die, he would go to a, like a funeral home or a cemetery. And you go visit Panda there when you want to go visit him. But I don't want to have him set up next to like the tree swing. Well, you know, you have, the, you have ashes and stuff. I mean, I, we have my mom, we have Aunt Anne. I don't like that. You wouldn't like looking... If anybody in my family dies and they tell me they want to be cremated and for me to hold on to the ashes, I'll tell them, okay, until they die. And then when that day comes, I'm not taking their ashes in my house. That's a recipe for an unrested soul. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it doesn't, my house, my rules. I don't want any urns, ashes, none of that. That no. doesn't bother me in the least bit, having ashes. Mm-mm. I don't want it. Not with my mom and Ann. Now, someone will say, why didn't you go get Chewy's ashes? I just didn't even feel like even going into the dog place to deal with that. had nothing to do with not wanting to have ashes. I don't want to get burnt anyway. I don't want anybody in my family to get burnt. Anybody who dies, I'm going to do whatever I can to scrounge up the money to bury them in the ground and call it good. And then when I miss them, go visit them at the cemetery. She's scared of getting burned. She's afraid she's going to feel it. I am. I don't want to be a part of that. Well, that means you're going to feel it when they put your ass in a fucking ground. That's too. fine. I can handle that. Worms. Yeah. Slugs. I, I think that that might even freak me out more than, uh, to me, I, I think I'm claustrophobic. Just being in the ground, that kind of situation going on. Yeah, I think the more I think about it, I think it's, it's burning for me. I'm not claustrophobic. I could lay in a coffin, no problem. Okay. Oh, uh, it would. I'm with Kevin. If I had to still think and I'm. Kind of conscious, and I'm stuck underground. <laughs> I, I couldn't see anything. Oh my god! That's what I knew. Well, I just burned my ass. I would not want that. It scares me, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Burning seems worse, but whatever. We agree to disagree. Let's all just get stuck in a tree together. Let's get buried with that tree shit. I like the crypt. Then you don't have to do any of it. The, the crypt is like a little mausoleum. It's made of like marble. It's above the ground. It's got this huge cement door, and they just open the door, and they throw the newest dead person right in there on top of the other dead people, and then they close the door. That's the freaking way we should do it. I mean, honestly, you can stuff me. Oh, yeah. We plan on it. (laughs) But we'll, We'll go in the rectum. Yeah, no doubt. I'll stuff you through your ass. I'm saying, here's the way I look at it. If I, if I die before my time, stuff me and bring me to events. Stuff me. I would love to me. do that, but they won't let us. Get in writing? America's so weird about it. Yeah, I think it's like against the law. Even if that's your wish. I guess it's like, dude, you're weirding people out well, after you're gone. You're biohazard. That's why you do a little shellacking. <laughs> So we wouldn't do it right. No. Somehow you'd be leaking. I'd catch on fire not only when I'm alive, but also in death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking to what uh, foreigners believe Americans are obsessed with. And one of the things was peanut butter. And I guess the reason for that, Laura says, is because Europeans are raised on Nutella. Hmm. Nutella is good, man. What is better, peanut butter or Nutella? They both have their place in the world, and I can't say one's better than the other. If you only have one. Peanut butter. One away forever. I don't know, man. Have you ever had a Nutella pizza? A Nutella pizza is delicious. He wouldn't eat that. I know. All that sugar, all that carbs. He'd rather you go over there and kick him in the nuts. You wouldn't eat it either. Who the shit am I talking to? I wouldn't. If I it, know. If it were up to uh, Fat Kevin, I would choose Nutella over peanut butter. Nutella, man. You, Fat Kevin would love a Nutella pizza. Oh, my gosh. warm out of the oven. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do that today. Yeah. Do a little... Little, little little ceremony for Fat Kevin. Rest in peace. I remember about 20 years ago, I got on a fluff and utter kick. That marshmallow cream, and you would take some Nutella and put it on a, a graham cracker. Yeah, that was pre-bird. I don't remember that. I never remember him eating fluff or nutter. I remember watching Lord of the Rings when it was happening. So, And I think it was a relatively new movie, so that was 20 years ago. Fluff but or man, nutter. Oh, man, that was so good. Yeah, no, I'm kind of curious where people are. Suits. 
Ask people what they'd rather have, peanut butter or Nutella. Where do we stand on that? Not all peanut butter is made the same. There's some shit peanut butter out there. Zero You're flavor. Right. You're right. I'm not a big fan of the peanut butter when you open it up. It's got oil on like top. Pre-cum. Yeah, and you gotta butter. stir it all up. I don't, nah, I don't nah, like nah, pre-cummy nah. foods, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I hate but that's how you know it's like real and better for you and more natural. Nothing bums me out more when I'm making a sandwich and I forget to shake the mustard and I go to put on the sandwich and then... Mustard pre-cum. It's it's piss. Mustard oh, piss. I just it bums me out. It just it doesn't set the tone right for a good sandwich experience. <laughs> I think my favorite peanut butter, if I remember right, was Skippy, because yes. it had a ton of sugar, and you would get. Because uh, sometimes when I have too much sugar, I know because I almost get like a hot flash. But it's it's a good hot flash. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that's how I know I'm really knee deep in something. So I, I think Skippy was my favorite peanut butter. You put that with some Nutella. Oh, get out of here. Get out of That's here. That's the way to do it. Nutella, peanut butter, and fluffernutter. Put that on some warm. And a little marshmallow cream along with those two things. You don't want no fruit spread, no jam, no jelly? No, no get no, out of here no, with that healthy crap. I like a little jelly. I like peanut butter and jelly, but then then if you say jelly and chocolate or jelly and Nutella, I'm, I'm, you start to turn me off a little bit. Mm. I know, it's weird. Peanut butter is winning. 68% goes peanut butter, 32% Nutella. I feel like the people haven't danced with Nutella enough. Nutella's expensive. Everything's expensive, Virginia. (laughs) Uh, Another divisive limb I went out on today. Katy Perry just sold her musical catalog for $225 million. She had 16 multi-platinum singles, including seven that have gone to number one, seven number ones on the Hot 100. I mean, that's massive, by the way. Hers, 225. Bruce Springsteen was 550. Double. And I said, you know what? If I had to have one or the other, which I think is more marketable, I think you make a better case for Katy Perry's musical library being more marketable. With Firework and Roar and all those songs you could use endlessly and inspirational songs, videos, TV shows. Last Friday night, Waking Up in Vegas. Like, yeah. There's so many of her songs that play in commercial advertising. But is that the only reason why they're buying it is for commercial advertising? Yeah. Is there other things we're not thinking of that would be valuable that we're not – movies and and – yeah, I mean, it would be it'd be movies and all that kind of stuff, but I'm looking at, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, Glory Days. Um, is two. Uh, Born in the USA. Dancing in the Dark. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Five. <laughs> Those are the five that I could see. Okay, yeah, I, I would license that. The cremation song. Sun City and We Are the World. You no, think? you can't license We Are the World. <laughs> and you can, Yeah, Sun City ain't going to work either. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, seven number ones for Katy Perry, 16 multi-platinum singles. To me, her catalog is a lot more valuable than Bruce Springsteen's. Uh, Lisa disagrees. She said Bruce Springsteen is worth so much more than Katy Perry. He ranks up there with Bon Jovi. In the Northeast, he's just as popular today as in the 80s. Now, again, you're talking in the Northeast, and that's great, and you do have some big cities up there. I mean, I know New York, it's going to play well. I'm sure in Boston they love them, but Katy Perry to me is global. Can I, can I just say this, though? I think you're thinking of just hits 
And that's why I'm asking. Is but what it are more, you licensing? But he's, all he's the got other a big. Ones. He's a huge catalog. And yeah, that, but who that, wants that? Who's going to use any of those songs? More, than, more people than you know. And, and that's what I'm saying about movies and shows. People are looking for songs that are not hits from big artists that become a new a, a, a new thing. Kind of like it, it was a smaller hit, but with with Stranger Things, yeah. that was an old song with from that one, and it, it became even a bigger hit now. They're they're thinking with Bruce Springsteen. There's some songs mm-hmm. that or may not be hits, but they could release in, into commercials and TV shows that may hit and be a big part of it. I'm with you. I don't love Bruce yeah. Springsteen either. No, I just I really think that if I had you were offering me one or the other, I, that's why I just can't believe his is double. His went for double. And if you said, hey, you can take it, run with either Katy Perry's or Bruce Springsteen's. What do you think is going to get you more money in the long run? I would go Katy Perry. But uh, she says uh, Bruce has put out 25 albums versus five for Katie. Katie hopes her music is still around 40 years from now. Yeah, he definitely has more music. But I, I see five songs that you would actually be able to sell. Other than I, that, I think people are like, eh. I, I respectfully know. disagree. I think you could use a lot more of Bruce Springsteen stuff. Yeah. I think you guys should arm wrestle for it. He's going to beat me. I'm such <laughs> terrible upper body strength. Make him your bitch, Kev. He could. <laughs> he would destroy me right now. Yeah. And, I'd, and I'd try hard, and then I'd pull something extra. I'd pull a titty muscle. <laughs> uh, let me see. Here's one from Linda. She said, Virginia is wrong. Oh, Again? shit. On her black snake knowledge. Black snakes are part of the king snake family, and they eat other snakes as well as rats. The other poisonous snakes that we have here in Florida. I'm more scared of snakes than Kevin, but I've come to peace with my black snake that lives in my yard. He is my protector. In Appalachia, black snakes are revered and considered lucky. A good witch needs a few black snakes in her yard. You're giving out snake news. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was so scared last night. I opened up my laundry room and the light was off. And on the ground, I saw uh, like a long wavy like black thing on the ground in the laundry room and I'm like oh my god it's a snake I turn on the light and I realize it was one of my hair extensions that had come out (laughs) I yelled snake snake Oh wait, that's just my hair extension. Don't feel bad. I had a, I was laying down on the couch. I had a sock that was off, and for so, it was sticking up, and I felt it like I know I was sticking up. It nicked my leg. <laughs> it's a semen catcher. It was. It was old crispy sock, bitch. I would not jerk off in a sock. That's disgusting. <laughs> If I'm jerking, if I'm jerking off in a sock, I, I feel like that's such a young young man's game. I mean, I, I think I've made it enough to where I don't have to jerk off in a sock. <laughs> but it nicked my leg, and I thought it was a bug or something. I flicked the fuck like a little bitch. It's my own sock. It's a fucking sock. <laughs> and then I fucked it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, Katy Perry, people have now dug up an interview of her from 2013. Remember, she was married to Russell Brand for two years. Yes, 2010 to 2012. In fact, you would the, say the song "Wide Awake." It's all about that whole thing falling apart, Kevin. Right. And so now that you know Russell Brand has been accused by four different women of sexual assault, people are now combing through his past for evidence of supposed toxicity. Well, they're saying that one of them happened while he was married to Katie. If you believe these women, yeah. 
one of them is saying that it happened while he was married to Katie, which is whoa. Maybe. Apparently in this 2013 interview, a year after they divorced, Katy Perry said, I felt a lot of responsibility for the relationship ending, but then I found out the real truth, which I can't necessarily disclose because I keep it locked in my safe for a rainy day. Ooh, what does that mean? Is that rainy day coming? That documentary she did was really good. When you saw her just going through it, the demise of her relationship, like she's just like bawling and falling apart. And it was real. It was gritty. I loved it. Yeah, there's a bunch of accusations that are starting to come out. Uh, One, a model named Jordan Martin. She dated Russell Brand for six months. She said in a 2014 book that he sexually assaulted her. Oh, boy. And in 2006, Danny Minogue called Brand a bit of a vile predator. Oh, boy. So now Russell Brand has canceled his remaining stand-up dates, and his publisher has also paused the publication of his work. I thought I read something, too. Was there a, a roast in 2019 where people kept roasting him as being a predator, and he got up and left? That's what I thought I read. Oh, boy. Well, this is everything people are looking for now. They're looking for any examples. And he has gone on to say that, yes, he was once very promiscuous, but there is, you know, consensual promiscuity, which ain't nobody going to challenge you on that. And then there's where you're sexually assaulting people and forcing yourself on them. So, yeah, everybody's going out there. And that seems to be the hottest thing that uh, is the story. Somebody said, I just uh, read an article involving a woman who said that she met Russell Brown one time at a bar almost 20 years ago and that he was very inappropriate. The article then goes on to trash Russell Brand based on her story. But they really have no way of determining if she's lying, but they went with it because that seems to be what everybody wants right now. They do. They want blood. Yeah, they want a Russell Brand is a perv and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, Russell Brand lately, a lot of the content he's been doing has been more political. Yeah. It has been. And then then there's a fight going on. He's only getting called out because it's turning political. So it's it's a whole fight, Virginia. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, there's a list they compile when you go a little bit maybe to the dark side or the right side that uh, they start to put you on a list and say, okay, we've got to dig up any skeletons and get the stories aligned so that we can shut down their voice. We don't like the words coming out of their mouth. Is he getting like political like he's involved in american politics he isn't just, he british he, he speaks up on american politics. he speaks up on, on a, a bunch of politics but uh yeah you know he, he definitely talks about stuff here in the states mm-hmm. and I, I but i think he just because he's british i think he's still did he live here um yeah he might uh he has had on uh some of the guests and the conversations that he's had it's been with you know some more people that uh, might lean right and things of that nature that's why I haven't checked out any of his stuff recently because I hate politics. I used to like Russell Brand. I thought he was uh, spicy. I thought he was funny. But I have no interest in listening to Russell Brand talk about American politics. It's just, he's just talking Ugh. about all of that stuff. Who gives a shit? Anything that's worldwide news where, you know, there's that whole avenue of politics content that blew up. You know, in the last five to seven years where, you know, you see you see all the podcasts and all of the stuff on social media. Uh, this person just wrecked the libs or, oh, my gosh, the the right just destroys the fucking vice versa. They, yeah. And it's on all caps. 
Yeah. There's a lot of that on social media that really wasn't there before, and now that's turned into a, just a big, as you can imagine, Fight. Yeah, a cesspool. Just a cesspool of yeah. Chris so uh, said that uh, Russell Brand he loves American politics, and that's kind of a lot of what his whole podcast is. He talks about conspiracies. He's gone down the vaccine misinformation stuff, COVID stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> exhausting. Well, that's you know that's the interesting thing is that uh, why these stories are coming out now because the allegations for the most part are what ten to twelve years old for a lot of these stories. And, you know, people always just wonder about timing on stuff. It's a decade plus. Yeah, that's an interesting angle. I hadn't thought about that. I didn't realize he was so vocally political. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, if if you are, you make yourself a target for whoever you're talking bad about. His whole thing is, I've gone from the mainstream to the other side or whatever. You know, oh, that's my best. I'm, I haven't been working on it. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> you sound more like the leprechaun that finds the pot of gold. I'm not good with accents or impersonations. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got this email from Holly. She said, I thought you all appreciate this. I am new to living in Asheville, North Carolina. And I was going to a brewery. They got like 100 plus breweries in this one Lovely little town, Virginia. Dang, that's it, a fun town. It's a cool town. I love Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, my GPS told me to go down the street, and I had to laugh because it's called Short Cox Avenue. <laughs> Can't think anybody didn't think about that. It's, I wonder if they like S P H. Small penis humiliation. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Short. They have to know what they're doing. Right? Short Cox well, it's, Avenue. it's C-O-X-E is how they spell Cox. Well, that's how they get away with it. To make it fucking... Oh, the French pronunciation of Cox. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what did that, but yeah, so interesting. So there you go. So if you got Short Cox, there's your street. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all the emails. Always appreciate it. You can send it to us, mail at kvjshow.com. Y'all have an amazing Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.